I'm seeing working now for our most successful clients is they have a content production engine ingrained into their business. On today's episode, we're going to be getting really honest with e-commerce and you're going to learn about what you need to be doing, running and growing a Shopify store. Do stay tuned. Well, well, welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kine, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Behind on planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Clavio is here to help. Clavio is a growth marketing platform chosen by the innovative direct-to-consumer brands you love. And the results speak for themselves. Those brands have made more than $3.7 billion in revenue through Clavio in the last year alone. With the holiday season right around the corner, Clavio has created the ultimate planning guide for crushing those holiday revenue targets. From marketing creative to segmentation strategy, there's still time to implement proven tactics for more personalized marketing. Take charge and own your customer experience. Whether you're a billion dollar business or starting up, Clavio is the growth marketing platform to help you win this holiday season. Visit Clavio.com forward slash 2x to get Clavio's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. So if you're looking to growing metrics, such as conversions, average order value, traffic, and ultimately sales, you're in the right show. Now, if you haven't already, try and join our Facebook group. It's the e-commerce growth accelerator. It's up on Facebook. Just search for it or go to the 2X e-commerce website. I think there's a link um, in the menu. It says join our community, hit it. Um, you'll be asked three questions, answer them, and bingo, you're in. It would be no longer a one-way conversation, but it'd be a two-way. You get access to me and tremendous entrepreneurs and marketers in that community. So, you know, hook up there. Now, on today's episode, I'm super excited because I have met today's guest uh, in person. He's a great guy. He's part of uh, what looks like a great team. Um, we met at Clavio BOS. If you remember, we did a series on Clavio BOS, and it was not just the content, but also the people. I'd, I'd say the core about Facebook BOS was the people. And um, Chase Clymer is super interesting. He is 
the founder of Honest E-commerce. I love their swag. I loved how the 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 group, um, the, the the agency, the members of the 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 agency flock together, doing stuff together. You know that they're units, and and that really really was was, was super interesting. Anyway, um, he is a Shopify expert, and he grows e-commerce stores essentially, and um, is a host of a podcast called. Honest e-commerce. So just search for it on. Um, I'm actually going to link to it in the show notes, and also link to honesty the honest e-commerce um, podcast from um, from from the website. And the blog post is going to come off the back of this. I think I'm doing a lot of babbling. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Chase to to the show. Welcome, Chase. Hey, thanks for having me. It was awesome to meet you, and I'm glad we finally got to do this. Fantastic. I probably haven't done you sufficient justice. You're in honest e-commerce, actually. Um, please um, um, take a minute or two to introduce yourself and um, and your agency, Honest E-commerce. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Honest E-commerce is the podcast. We've been doing that um, since actually January of this year. So we're only, we're coming up on our 50th episode or something shortly. And then the, the agency itself is actually Electric Eye. And we're named after a Judas Priest song. So we've been doing the agency now, actually, uh, just, oh, I think we just hit three years or four years. I forget how the math works. So we've been doing that. But yep, Shopify only. Uh, we're a small boutique agency. We partner with... Honestly, the number is 12. We only partner 12 clients at a time. And we do everything from design, development, automation, and advertising. Amazing, 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 amazing. So you've explained the... So so I beg your pardon for um, for, for the agency for, for, for missing um, you know the name of your agency, which is Electric Eye. I should have known that. Why Honest E-commerce? Why the name um, Honest E-commerce? Okay, so before we niche down at the agency into just doing Shopify, and I'm sure that you're going to agree with me here, there's like this weird underbelly of YouTube videos where it's like, find a drop shipping store, you're going to have a Maserati. Uh, right? That's... I don't know if I can cuss, but that's BS, man. That is, that is so... That's such BS. And I was like, oh, look, I'm just going to tell people straight like this, it's, I'm going to be honest about e-commerce. And I was like, oh, let's just call it honest e-commerce. And boom, that's the name. So that's, yeah. where, that's where my whole thing comes from. And that even goes back to the agency. Like people come to us and like, we need help. I'm like, well, what do you want help with? Like, I don't know if I can help you. Like, I'm just straight up. Like, I don't want to take on people just to make money. Like, I want to make an impact and I want to help businesses grow. It's just, it, it, it takes hard work and I'm here just telling the truth about it. I, there's no magic bullet, just like there's no such thing, you know, there's no silver bullet, like there's no such thing as werewolves, you know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it takes hard work. It takes a good idea and just keep doing the same thing day in, day out. And eventually you'll make something of it. Okay. You talked about you focusing on Shopify. What, what did it look like before the focus and honing into Shopify Electric Eye? Yeah. Oh man. So uh, obviously this is for probably e-commerce SMBs for sure. But if there's anyone out there that's like more on the designer developer side, you know, thinking about starting an agency or consultancy, oh, doing everything, being like a generalist was the worst idea ever. <laughs> Once we kind of chose our path of e-commerce leads and prospects kind of exploded. And then once we like were like we're only doing Shopify, like things started to cook with gas. Like before that we were doing WordPress, we were doing Magento, we were doing local SEO, we were doing e- email marketing for service businesses. Like it was all over the place and we had no idea what we were doing. And you know what it was is okay, that's a lie. We knew what we were doing, but you couldn't get efficiencies within your business because you're kind of yeah. all over the place. So once we started to focus in and focus in And I think what appealed to us about Shopify is actually the community. 
Uh, they were the first partner we had, actually. And shout out to Sam at Shopify. She's been, she's been with us since day one. She has been such an advocate for us. Uh, and once we started to see that kind of they were helping us grow, they were handing us leads, we were you know bringing people to the platform. That partnership, once that kind of really started to solidify itself, we were just like, you know what? I don't feel like learning how to do all this other stuff. We're just going to focus on Shopify. I love it. The support, the the partner program is second to none in in the industry. Really, I don't I don't think I've seen. Well, actually, that's you know, Clavio is doing a really good job these days too. Yep, I enjoy yep. them, but you know, from like a um a platform, platform perspective, standpoint. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, so do you do Shopify Plus only, or um, do you do Shopify Plus and do, do you yeah do you do Shopify Plus only? Because there's some agencies that do Shopify Plus only. Uh, we actually don't. So um, we feel that sometimes Shopify Plus uh, isn't the right answer for some businesses. With that being said. Uh, just where we're at in our business, we can't really work with startups much anymore. Uh, they got to kind of have that product market fit. They've got to have their own sales figured out. Like, you, no one's going to be able to help you find product market fit. Like, mm-hmm. if you just launched your, your business and you've got a product and you're not doing sales, it's not on an agency to find those first sales and that first traction for you. It's on you. That's the hard work you need to do. And no agency is going to help you do that. And it's, you know, and that's probably something that you see on YouTube a lot. Like you just got to do this or just hire someone off Upwork to do that. And you're going to, you're going to make a bunch of money. That's not true. You got to really sit down and do the hard work. Here's the thing. I, you know, I'm a partner at a okay agency, right? But if it was this easy to make an e-commerce store and pump out billions, why would I be on this podcast right now trying to promote myself? I'd be out living on a beach. Like it's not mm-hmm. that easy. And I'm an expert and I've been in this, I'm a seasoned veteran in this industry. It's not easy. Mm, I like I like that. I like being. You know, I like what you just said. It's you know straight up honest. You know, um, and that's the reality. It's it's hard work. You know, um, the entire process is hard work. Um, com- and um, the other point you made in regards to the um, you know finding product market fits. There are lots of emotions. You know, um, with micro you know entrepreneurs trying to get something off the ground, and um, if you know, um, things don't go well. Um, they tend to look for someone to blame. I'm not saying everybody does that, but um, you, you need stability to be able to scale. You know, you need to scale, be able to scale success. You know, there has to be some some level of success there, um, at least with product market fit. Um, and then, you know, you try and scale that out. Okay, so you guys do development and then you do marketing what does um so we've talked about the development aspect so when you work with 12 clients are we talking about like marketing are we talking about you know build and marketing how how does that you know play out and why 12 okay so it goes back to a book uh it was it's called pricing creativity by blair ends uh he's a fantastic uh he's got a lot of good information on uh pricing so it's a good book if you're kind of more on the consultant side of stuff. So anyway, so he's got a part in there that talks about uh, running an agency. And there's kind of two ways that it's going to come, come about. You're either going to have a smaller agency where you can have the most impact and the highest value for your client, or you're going to end up running down like a productized service route, more like a design pickle. You know what I mean? You, you pay mm-hmm. money, you get this service, that's it. There's, no, there's nothing else to it, right? That's yep. boring. I don't want to do that. So we kind of ended up on the other side of the coin where it's like, all right, like we're going to partner with these people and we're going to grow together. 
And it's not boring because we get to do fun stuff. Like we have clients that are like, hey, we want to try this. Do you want to try this with us? And we've been working with them for a while. And we're like, hey, we haven't done that, but we'll give it a shot. You know, let's do it. So we get to to explore new services. Uh, We've been working with some clients since day one of the agency, kind of building them up. Um, It's a lot of fun. So the number 12 just came... Actually, it came out of that book. Um, And I'm not one for thinking harder than I have to. I was like, that's a good number. Let's do it. Plus, so we uh, we use Basecamp at our agency, so we have twelve project folders. That's it. So it's it's fun to kind of like so when we do our rundowns, it's like all right, let's start here, go to there. What needs done, we're good. Simplicity. So, what? How many team members are are in in, in the agency? We are shifting from like a little bit more contractor focus to uh, actually hiring full time. So, if anyone listening here is a developer with Shopify experience and you want a job, hit me up. Uh, we're looking for a US based developer right now. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, the team's going to end up being six uh, full time employees, I think, in the next three or four months. But right now, there's three full time, and we have a bunch of awesome contractors and part timers. Uh, it's just we grew a lot in the last six months, and we really want to bring some people in house to make these timelines a bit quicker for our clients. There's that, but there's that fine balance also. So um, through the 12, 12 to three would be like four projects, which is pretty much, um, you know, sufficient bandwidth to deliver efficiency, I, I presume. Absolutely. And then just, I got a good piece of advice uh, when I was first starting out and it was like, don't hire a developer, like a, a subject matter expert until like you've got two or three that you're constantly using at all times because then you actually have the bandwidth within your business to make that step and not hurt your your cash flow. So mm-hmm. that's we hit that and we're like, all right, let's we gotta hire a developer. So we're mm-hmm. looking for someone to join the team. Super, super interesting. Okay. Let's talk about um, some of your clients. You don't need to mention names here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to sort of explore their growth stories. You know, so which of your clients sto- which which of your clients and uh, Again, don't mention. You don't need to mention names. Have like seen ridiculous growth, and if and what would you sort of attribute their growth to? What did they do? What What's the DNA of um, a super successful e-commerce business? It's relative, obviously. Success is relative. I was just going to say that it's relative. Yeah. Okay. So I got a few that come to mind, right? Uh, so when we first started the agency, we had one client and it started with doing Facebook ads for them. And we were getting like ridiculous numbers, like 17x with Facebook ads. I'm not, I'm not lying. I can pull up the reports. Like it was, it was really cool. Uh, but we had, it was just a, your basic three-step funnel. And the reason it worked for them is they produced content Every week, it was awesome content. They had an in-house studio. So they were supplying us with awesome photos and videos. Well, now videos, but back then it was photos every week. And we were refreshing stuff. You know, There was no ad fatigue. Um, the targeting was just on. And it, it, but the caveat there was this was 4 years ago. Now we're hitting like 10x. And um, I have to tell them, I'm like, that's still better than a lot of other... You know, a lot of other agencies might be able to get you. I was like, I know it's not, it's like frustrating that you aren't hitting the numbers that you were before. I was like, but Facebook now, and like, this just kind of goes to a more general statement. Facebook is a, a mature platform now. You're not going to see the returns that people that you're seeing in these crazy case studies or YouTube videos about people, you know, putting in a, a couple of dollars and, and making back a hundred like that. Those days are gone. Facebook's making all that money. The platform has matured up to where, you know, Google pretty much is. Uh, so, I guess my just a, a takeaway from that is if you're looking 
to try to get some more crazy numbers like that, you need to go into a newer platform. I know Snapchat just released dynamic ads recently. Yes, they did. Yes. US only though. Oh, what? It's US only. Unfortunately. Well, yes, they, 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 they roll it out for a few months and then yeah. um, they give it to us. And I think, uh, I know, I know uh, Pinterest also has some dynamic stuff. So just got to play with kind of the newer platforms if you want to hit those crazy numbers. But anyways, that was a really cool, uh, cool client. They're still around today. Um, another one that was a little more recent is um, it's kind of a, just a, a really generic like business. It's a product that you need to buy like every three or four months for your home, right? Okay. And uh, before they were on, they were on um, a different platform before, and we moved them over to Shopify. We kind of got some just basic retargeting in place, and uh, you know got them up on Clavio actually, and did some subscription stuff, and just made the user experience a lot more streamlined for like what they were selling. And they went from an average of like three to four thousand a month up to like twenty ish on average. So that's like four or five times growth. You know, it's just just for your basic product. Such so as that's a fun win, just because like not much changed other than just like getting those basic systems in place and working on the user experience and making it like make sense. Yeah. 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 Just improving the experience, you know, tying everything together. So with the first one, um, what, what industry were they like fashion or yeah, they were fashion or fashion? I, mm-hmm. I guessed as much. Um, and then the second one was more consumable, you know, um, a three month consumable uh, quarterly and they've got that nice retention. Yeah, but I, let me, let me caveat that it's a consumable in the sense of it's not like food or anything like that. It's like a home good and it's like super boring and not sexy, but it, you know, people still need to buy it. Okay. 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 Amazing. 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 And then, um, for the first one, I want to sort of scratch the surface there. Um, what do they do differently from you, from other fashion brands? You, you, um, you, you speak to, you, you said they, they definitely delivered the, the media for, for promotion, but, Obviously, there's one part of the promise, which is what we do in marketing, and then there's the the actual product. You know, so what was their customer experience like? Um, and well, yeah, we had we had designed out their store. It was it was a it was a great store, very simple store actually, mm-hmm. and it went with their brand. They definitely had a very established brand, uh, more in the streetwear space. So very okay. cool, uh, mm-hmm. limited props. So they had the scarcity in place as well. They hardly did sales too, which was cool. So when they did do sales, mm-hmm. stuff flew off the shelves. But yeah, they had high quality, high quality goods. Like their products were built to spec. You know, it wasn't some junk printed on like a Hanes t-shirt. Like this was like mm-hmm. a, a very nice custom sewn shirt. Or you know, the it, all all of the products that they produced were, were were really well done. Average order value? Oh man, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, definitely in the hundreds though. In the hundred, okay, makes sense. Uh, that's really good to scale. That's a really good, um, you know. And then, um, do they do Clavio now? Do they do email marketing now, or did they do email marketing when they were getting seventeen ROAS? No, they weren't. So uh, it's wild. So back then, they weren't even they weren't even doing automation. They had Mailchimp, and I think they were just doing email blast. I don't think they had a welcome yeah. series back then. So if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a welcome series, you are screwing up big time. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't have a welcome series back then, and we had to beg them. We're like, come on, this is going to make you money. Like, let's do this. It was, mm-hmm. it's wild. So once we, once we kind of did it and it started working, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is cool. A scale. A scale. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. 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 Okay. Um, 
So I think, so what do you think about the Shopify app space? You know, the, the, the app store, do you guys have any apps there live? No, we don't have any apps. And there's a reason to it is we don't, that's just not a business that we want to be in. Uh, it's a lot of support. It's a lot of email. Um, this is this, I like to work with 12 people at a time. I don't want any more emails in my inbox. So, so yeah, I mean, the app store isn't like, we don't want to put an app in there, but with that being said, uh, there are a lot of really good ones and then there's a lot of really bad ones. Uh, let's talk about the, the bad ones. I'm not going to name any names, but the, what you'll see is I, there's a clunkiness to them. They're trying to solve way too many things. Hmm. The the best apps are ones that solve one thing very well. Okay. And I kind of I guess. What's my favorite app? What What are your favorite apps? Your What What does your typical Shopify tech stack look like? Oh, that's a great question. Cool. So, uh, one Clavio, obviously, like your Clavio is the best for email. If you're going to do a subscription business, we're gonna we're gonna push you towards Recharge. Okay. Um, Recharge is really good. Uh, if you've got a um, a business where you need to kind of like if it's like a singular product and upsells make sense, I, I definitely am gonna say check out Cart Hook. Cart Hook's definitely a little more pricey though. But here's the thing with these some of these apps, the value is definitely there. Yeah. Uh, going back to Clavio, sometimes people are like, "Well, it's more expensive than Mailchimp," and I was like, "You're stepping over like a dollar to pick up a dime. Like that's not the way you need to think about it." So. There's three right there. Use uh, for itself, really. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And right now, something that's pretty pretty nifty is uh, SMS. So you know, you got SMS Bump and you got Postscript. Those are two amazing apps to use if you want to do SMS. Big fan of Eric Davis's app, uh, JSON LD for SEO. It's like a one-time purchase, and it installs some very like it updates with the Google with the Google updates and it installs the, sn- the proper snippets into your theme so that you can get rich snippets on Google results. So what that means is like your reviews will pop up. Like you'll get like stars that will pop up next to your products on your Google results. There's a lot of other fun stuff that it does. You can just read what it does. So that one ends up in stores quite often that we're working on. But here's the thing. You don't need 100 apps. You don't need 20 apps. Like uh, Oftentimes, we'll kind of start working with a new client or I'm like kind of... Prospecting them and like, hey, let me check out your store real quick. So I'll get access to the back end and like, you'll get in there and they've got 50 apps. That's 50 JavaScript calls. That's making your mobile experience the worst thing in the world. Like, on top of that, if all of them are pop ups, like, that's a terrible experience. Like, you gotta, you gotta take it with like, you don't want people visiting your website and just getting bombarded with pop ups. Like, one is okay. But I would say maybe make it X and 10 only. But yeah. I was on a site the other day. It had yeah. like email pop up. It had a it had like a widget pop in from the side for Messenger. And then it like as you were leaving, it was like you just want to be friends on Messenger. And it was it was insane. It was like that's not a good user experience. And I was on my phone too. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about it's it. Like I wonder, how, I wonder how slow this page is. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm luckily I'm at home and I've got my Wi-Fi. But if I was out and about, like how how slow would this be to load? So I guess in short, you really want to be cautious about the apps you install on your store. They need to be serving a purpose. Some apps are useless because they could just be hard-coded into your theme and it would load extremely quick. But every time you're installing an app, it's installing like more JavaScript calls is a basic way to put it. And it's downloading more data and it's slowing down your site, which 
there are studies out there that faster sites sell more. Like yeah. you, can, you get, get a, according to Google, think if you get a one second um, improvement, one second that's a lot um, in your you know um, page load time um, conversions are increased by twenty percent. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. So think about a one million pound or one million dollar company um, by a technical tweak. You know, getting an additional two hundred thousand dollars for just improving it by a second. Yeah. So when you think about that, you really need that spin to win pop up on your website. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Do you really need that crazy? Need it. uh, it's you know, it's, if, even the quality of leads you get from from that spin. You know, spinning well. You know, it's yeah. What about customer reviews? Um, what are your thoughts on customer reviews? Um, what 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 are your favorite platforms? Do do you? That's a that's an amazing question. Here's the thing, my business partner is the one that does a lot of the app stuff. And I know he has a favorite one right now and I don't remember what it is. Hmm. Um, but we've used before we've used judge.me we've used Yapo, obviously. Um, and I know a lot of people out there using stamps.io. They all kind of do the same thing. I would say though, the ones that you should be looking for are the ones that are going to be sending like the, the review forms that have the, uh, like you can do the review in your email. Like those are way cooler. Yeah. Because then you can get you'll yeah. get more reviews, and then make sure that you're setting up automations to ask for those reviews That's after a, a couple of weeks. Even email, yeah, and and also um, it, you know an API call to to platforms such as Clavio, so you can um, you know who's left what and what kind of messages to send over to them. I guess. Yeah, we we love thinking outside the box with Clavio though, and like coming up with like weird mm. reasons to build out flows and automations. Mm. Right, right now we're setting one up that integrates with... Uh, this is my challenge for the week. We're trying to figure out how to set up a automation that once we know it's delivered, we get the confirmation that it's been delivered, that it will fire a flow with a custom coupon code for 10% off their next purchase. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. So once I figure that out, I'll share it with you. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um, what do you think... Where, where do you think, like, um, you know, what, what growth there is? Do you still believe in, you know, Facebook? Do you, what, what new channels do you, do you are you guys, um, you know, looking at? Do you, do you see it's promising, essentially? I mean, I still think Facebook is a viable option. Uh, Google Shopping is amazing. I think that you need to kind of look more at the full funnel. Um, so if you're getting people to your website and you're not trying to secure their email, and then getting them into your email automations and just creating those touch points like that's like a bad idea. Like all these all these like ads are just tactics, right? They're tactics to get people to your website. You got to have an overarching strategy. So, I mean, just thinking about it from the the simple like three funnel approach. So like at the top, cold traffic, you're going to bring people in with like maybe Snapchat and Facebook prospecting, right? Like that's how you're bringing people in. And then in the middle, you're retargeting them with like amazing Clavio campaigns and those those blasts. Uh, and then at the bottom, you know, it could just be like coupons and like, you know, product level retargeting or, you know, something about the flow. Like it doesn't have to be too crazy, but each of the paid channels are definitely just more tactics, uh, overall strategy, kind of just think about it. It's not crazy difficult, but I would definitely say focus on like one or two channels only, uh, mm-hmm. per each level of your funnel. Um, I, I, I know some people are like going all over the place and like, doing everything at once. And if everything's important, nothing's important. Exactly. So 
nothing will be good. Choose one thing at a time. Okay, and then um, let's talk about your podcast. Um, what's been what's you, 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 your fifty you know episodes in? What's been your favorite? Who's been your favorite? Do, do you interview or do you, is it are these solo shows or agency shows? Uh, no, so I have a guest on every single episode, and it's a conversation. I definitely read. I read up on them a bit beforehand. Uh, we have a bit of an onboarding form, but I kind of just let 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 the show go naturally. Uh, my favorite conversations are actually the ones where I where I don't know the guest very well, and they surprise me. That's what I like. Yeah. So uh, I've had a lot of good conversations about uh, you know the downfalls of uh, performance marketing. You know those those were fun conversations. A lot of conversations about like uh, kind of where random apps end up in the ecosystem. So the people that I have on the podcast, I guess I should just start with that. You know, I have other industry ex- experts. You're going to be on the podcast soon enough. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, I have uh, apps on the podcast all the time. Um, but it's not really salesy when I have people from apps on their, the podcast. I, I have them talk about the space and the the product problem that their app fills and like what, mm-hmm. what it can do to help businesses. Um, and then I... Uh, I'm getting more and more into interviewing actually store owners uh, and kind of having them share their success stories, kind of their wins, their losses, uh, you know, what, they, what they've learned along the way. And I feel like that resonates definitely a lot because a lot of our listeners are small, like, you know, small to medium-sized e-commerce businesses. I mean, the, whatever episode I'm recording next is usually my favorite because I'm just excited to, <laughs> to talk to people and produce some fun content. Okay. Okay. Who's been your number one guest? Your number one favorite guest? Who did you um, get on with? Well, because I, 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 I'm going to listen to that episode. <laughs> okay. So I, I think well, number one, the first I think the first episode was really fun because it was Kurt Elster from the Unofficial Shopify podcast, right? Awesome. Kurt and I have known each other for a few years now, and he just gets on there and he like just drops an f bomb like right away, and I was like, I guess we're explicit now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other day I had Alex Icon on, so he and his wife built a beauty brand and sold it. So he talked about that whole journey and like being acquired. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And now he's an investor. So that was like a fun, fun episode. It was someone I didn't think I'd, you know, get on the podcast. That's what, that's what excites me is when I, I'm going to listen to both episodes. Yeah. I'm start, we're starting to get a little bit of notoriety, I guess, in, in, in this, the small industry that we work in here. So now I get to like talk to cooler and cooler people that I'm like, I would never have had the conversation with this person before. It it progresses, it, it compounds, you know, uh, and then you get you, you you get used to it. Also, I remember my first episode, I was like stammering, really. If you go back to it, um, and yeah, the first few episodes, and um, you know, I, well, you're doing fantastic today. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting journey. You meet a lot of folks, a lot of people you would not have dreamt of, you know, ever speaking to, talking to, and then I have some off, um, I, I have some mentors I, I've, um, you know, um, off the back of this podcast, you know, so it's, it's an interesting journey. I fully, fully enjoy it. I'm subscribed. I've just subscribed to, to, to honest e-commerce and, um, you. you know, guys, you know, if you're listening, you know, try, subscribe and listen to the two episodes. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, is there any for, e-commerce businesses looking to grow, you know, quite rapidly this Q4, you know, Q4 is right now where we're right in the heat of Q4. It's about to get even hotter in, you know, November, essentially. Um, this would probably be published in November, but um, 
what tips do you have in the run-up of um, the busiest for most retailers, um, you know, quarter of, of the year? Yeah. All right. Uh, so your whatever your sale is going to be, uh, you know, BOGO or or 20% off, that's not going to matter if no one knows about it. Uh, so everyone's probably thinking now like, all right, well, I'm putting money into Facebook ads or we're doing these Google campaigns, like whatever. Like what's really going to resonate with people is amazing content. goes back to that first client I was talking about. They were producing awesome content and they were seeing results. We have a, we have a newer client now. She produces content all the time. Like we have too much content from her. What does she sell? She sells clothes as well. Okay. All right. Um, and she is seeing insane results. Like her bottom of the funnel campaigns are like 35x because she is producing content that resonates with her customers. So where she's she syndicating this content to, um, is it, is it, uh, she, she's doing a lot on Instagram and she's now going to start getting more into Pinterest hmm. as well with some of this content. Um, and she's also, it's, it's going like through Instagram and, and Pinterest and I mean, uh, through Facebook and it's all over her website as well. Um, but I think what I'm seeing working now for our most successful clients is they have a content production engine ingrained into their business. So if you're looking for the secret sauce on how to get to the next level, here it is. Pick something cool and content that resonates with your audience and start creating it. If even if you can't do it all the time, get get monthly set up, and then bi-weekly will be easier. Then weekly will be easier, and then next thing you know, you are producing more content than you know what to do with. But that's going to make your advertisers happy. That's going to give you stuff to put in your email blast. It's going to give you stuff to post on all your socials. Yeah. It, the content is king. Like people, it is king. Uh, I just made a comment on, on the. Sorry, you 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 shoot. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't like you can't expect to get results. Like you're gonna hand someone a Dropbox folder with twelve pictures, and you're like, go get me ten x ROI. Like you can't expect results with that. Like I, I'm that's cool for like one week. Like I need I need more the next week. Like these ad fatigue is real. People want to see new content all the time. Like if you want to win, build a content production system within your business. Absolutely. And um, would you suggest before you even start out, you build, you know, an engaged community? Oh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's going to pay dividends, uh, mm-hmm. you know, before starting out. Because a lot of people, uh, here's, all right, I'll be honest, like people are putting product before marketing, which is cool, I guess. But like, if you launch a product and nobody's there to see it, like you're not going to sell anything. Yeah, it's, it's uh, selfish also. Yeah, and uh, and you know, it doesn't serve. You're, you're trying to serve your pockets, yeah. you know, with 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 just a product. You're not thinking. You're not customer centric. I, you know, if you do that. Yeah. Plus, if you just launch a product and you have no customers to begin with, you probably weren't doing customer research. You probably weren't vetting your market. You probably don't have product market fit. You probably just have a product on a Shopify store that's not going to sell, and then you're going to try to hire somebody that's not going to be able to help you. It's a sunk cost. Like, okay. if you build a community first, they're going to tell you what they want. Yeah. I have a, a mentoring um, a lady um, and um, she's a YouTuber. She's got 180,000 subscribers and um, she does a lot of beauty stuff and fashion stuff. And she, you know, I just said, you're also, as in, just first of all, have confidence in yourself, you know, that you could do this, but you have, the, you have a freaking audience. So you have that audience to springboard scale. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, so send a lot of that audience to some sites and start getting pixels in every platform imaginable. Um, and, and there you go. You have some data there to, 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 to do whatnot. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super interesting. And I think like, do you think like YouTubers and, you know, um, to, to a certain degree, like, you know, um, top Instagram accounts and not, not all of them. And those who don't have stores are not maximizing the opportunity, you know, um, they potentially have. Oh, absolutely. But it's, you got to think about your audience. So it was funny. I'm, there was like a, um, an article going around like six months ago or something. Uh, a big Instagram account, she launched a store. Uh, and I think it was like bikinis or something, but like her audience was like 90% guys. <laughs> oh, so you got to look at your demographics too. That's that story. It reminds me, yes, indeed, indeed. So we had um, one of the early episodes, we had um, Candice, oh, Candice, I, I don't know what her name is, but she was um, from Bikini Locks, I think. And they grew through influencers. And she said exactly what you just said. Um, so their vetting process was um, just send us your demographic screenshots. And when they just see it skewed towards men, you know, um, they they don't even bother, you know, engaging those those models. Amazing. So the opportunity really lies in audience. So you get that top of, you know, just alluding to what you just said. Um, so you get that top of traffic, top top of funnel traffic, which is almost free from the content. Okay. So with your first example you gave me, um, where did they, where, what social media platforms were they most active in the the apparel brand? The streetwear yeah. app, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were definitely doing Instagram and Facebook back then. Uh, their Instagram following was huge. Um, you know, they were they're a notable streetwear brand. Okay, okay, okay. And um, for a starting point in terms of like building your audience, um, would you say like ten thousand Instagram followers is sufficient? Is that too little, or I just relative? I think it's relative. I mean, it doesn't matter how many followers you have; it's the quality of the follower. You know what I mean? So like a hundred fans is better than 10,000 people that don't really care about you. You know, it's a hundred guaranteed sales versus, you know, maybe a couple. Um, So it's definitely all about building a quality audience. Uh, I've had a few people on the podcast. Uh, There's an episode with Jimmy Finley from Finley Hats. um, And his last name's not Finley. I screwed that up. But anyways, it's Finley Hats. Go check it out. He talks about growing their business through social and what they did was hard work. It, every single comment he responded to, mm. every single message he responded to, and it grew an authentic community around their brand. So they've got the Finley Force. It's their it's their group. You know, it's it, it works, and they've got a very successful hat company now. Also, really cool hats. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's. Are you ready to, to 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 participate in our lightning round? Yeah, I think I need to put a lightning round in my show. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, and I, I I've 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 put a few questions in. Um, I used to have like a box standard five, um, but yeah, I now have like an arsenal of nine or ten. So I just mix and match now. Gotcha. So like, should, should, uh, a sentence or less is my answer. Yes, please. Okay. Ready when you are. I'm ready. Awesome. How'd you hire people? Looking for culture fit first. Okay. Are you a morning person? Absolutely not. 
Uh, with that said, what's your daily morning routine? Struggle. No, nah, no, I, I I get out of bed, but yeah. it's coffee first. Okay. All right, cool. What are your three indispensable tools for managing your business? Oh, Cognito form, hidden gym, um, Zoom. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom. Or Google Apps. It's a, it's a good tie. Awesome. Okay. Curveball coming now. Um, what's been your best mistake to date? By that time, I'm in a setback. Just give me the biggest feedback. Oh, man. And you shared with these with me. I only read the first three questions. I didn't read this one. I would say, oh, not vetting our clients well. We've had some very uh, interesting... Uh, we, hire, we had some terrible clients and it's our fault for not vetting them well. So vet your clients or, you know, yeah, vet, your clients. With, vet them. Awesome. Um, if you could choose a single book or resource that made the highest impact on how you go, how you view, how you view building your business and growth, which would it be? I would say that our business was kind of going in circles until we implemented traction, uh, which is like a, it's a framework for running your business. So the book is called traction by Gino Wickman. Yeah, traction. Heard of it. Okay. All right, cool. Chase, you've been an absolute gentleman. Um, you not just gentleman, you've been a great guest because you I feel like you're in the room with me. I don't normally get it with, you know, many other guests. Um, and that's because you you're relaxed and you're just yourself. Um and uh, yeah, you've been an amazing guest today. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I, um, I will continue this conversation in a couple of weeks on mine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I will link to Honest um, E-Commerce, your podcast. Um, are there any other platforms you're active on? So this goes back to the focusing on something really well. Like we used to do a lot of YouTube channels, uh, YouTube stuff. And we uh, got, uh, we were writing blogs every week, but we're kind of 85, 15 in it next year. I'm focusing all on the podcast, though the podcast will end up on the YouTube channel. Hopefully I can get a, a camera as cool as yours. I know you're going to share me that information after this. Yes. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna focus on the podcast. Uh, so that's going to be where you can hear from me. If you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, other than that, you can check out the agency at electriceye.io. Um, and actually, I just did a Shopify webinar too. So if you're perusing uh, the Shopify Academy, you can find my webinar uh, where I talk about... It's just like e-commerce funnels explained. We'll find it and link through to it in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much, buddy. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. Thanks for having me. Cheers. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X E-Commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.